You ready? Yeah. Okay, let's try it again. Hi, my name is Anna, and welcome to the Catholic Homeschool Building for Moms. It's not a building, love. <laughs> let's try it one more time. Ready? I liked how you said it. Do it again. Wait, what do you have to say? I'm a building <laughs> part. <laughs> you don't say building. It's not a building. <laughs> okay, try it again. Hello, I'm Carrie Olvera, the host of Catholic Homeschool Moms. I'm excited to share with you the inspiring journeys told through the perspective of homeschooling moms like us. We'll talk about our Catholic faith, our families, what we've done, and what we've failed to do. Wait, did I just say that out loud? Yes, those obstacles and challenges and how we deal with them are in there too. Head on over to CatholicHomeschoolMoms.com and see the faces of the women who will inspire you in your homeschooling journey. Sign up for emails and get direct access to the transcripts and links to information shared. Everyone has a story to tell. Share yours too. Connect with us on our Facebook page, Catholic Homeschool Moms, on Twitter at Catholic HS Mom, and on Google Plus, Catholic Homeschool Moms. I can't wait to meet you. Catherine O'Brien is not my typical podcast. While she is a Catholic homeschooling mom, our valuable conversation is directed to all those who are considering college. Please listen in as she gives us a couple tips for preparing our kids for high school and what she does to help the college bound. Today I am speaking with Catherine O'Brien of Celtic College Consultants. She is the winner of the 2016 San Diego Small Business Excellence Award. That's a big deal for small businesses to get something like that. So I thought I'd share that. Um, She has helped prepare thousands of high school students for entrance into schools like Harvard, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, Reed College, and Franciscan University of Steubenville. She helps college-bound teens navigate all forms of college from planning out the high school years to deciding on majors to finding compatible schools, and figuring out how to pay, whether through loans, scholarships, or self-pay. Catherine is currently in the process of writing a book, very close to releasing. It is called Every Catholic's Guide to Colleges, the Best 315 U.S. Colleges and Universities for Practicing Catholics. This sucker is 598 pages presently. And with that, I would like to introduce Catherine Hi, nice to see you, Carrie. Thank you for coming and joining me today. Oh, most welcome. I'm so happy to be here. And the very first thing I'd like to talk to you about, the question I have is, how did you get started in working with college students, college-bound students? Um, it actually started at Homeschool Park Days. Uh, I have six kids and um, have homeschooled them most of the time. And when they were all young, we would go. a bunch of us would go and meet in the park and the kids would play soccer and whatnot. And we moms actually got to talk to another adult. It was wonderful. And several of the ladies in our area had not gone to college themselves. And they had children older than I, uh, older than my kids. And I have a master's degree. So they asked me mm-hmm. because I've gone through college twice. And so I started helping answering their questions. And then my husband lost his job and that had been going on for an extended period of time. And I couldn't stand it anymore. So pregnant with the last baby, I, st- I found somebody to mentor me and I started this business and very happily some other homeschoolers hired me because who else is going to hire somebody who's homeschooling and pregnant with their sixth child to go do other work for them. But we homeschool moms are just amazing. God helps us a lot. <laughs> so that's how I got started. And um, part of why it interested me so much is my own story. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in the southwest suburbs of Chicago and 
my mom wanted a bumper sticker. I'm the oldest. My mom was uh, very much not affirmed by her dad. Her dad was very sexist. Um, so no matter what my mother did, how accomplished she was, she was never going to be good enough. And so she pushed my sister and I to, to be excellent as well, still trying to prove that girls were worthwhile. And so I got to apply to Harvard, Yale, Cornell, and Northwestern. Okay. <laughs> that was it. And this is in the 80s, and we didn't even think about it. We didn't do any campus visits. We didn't do anything. We just applied. We didn't, there was no test prep. You know, test prep was sharpen your pencils, have your calculator ready, and get a good night's sleep. So um, I got into Cornell and Northwestern, went to Northwestern, started as a chem major, shifted to industrial engineering when I didn't have the gift of chemistry. But it wasn't until my senior year retreat, I was very active in the Newman Center. And that's when I finally was, I was 21, I finally had my voice and went, I don't want to do industrial engineering. I was starting an interview and I hated it. And so I was so close to graduating, I finished. Um, and then I worked at a church for a couple of years, and I went off to Franciscan University and got a master's in theology. And my parents never came and visited me, and they didn't come to graduation or anything, because they really just couldn't really accept who I was. They just really had such a difficult time. And so when these mothers started asking me to help them with their kids, my heart immediately went to the, to the young people and said, I need to do everything I can to advocate them having their own voice mm -hmm. and being the person God created them to be and helping them know those gifts, be affirmed and confirm that, yes, these are the gifts God gave me and start to discern that call that God's giving them, if it's to be a plumber or a priest or whatever, mm -hmm. and give them the, equip them, take them to the tools. What majors? What schools? How do we pay for this? The whole process. But it's all around giving that student a voice to be the person God created them to be. That's a lo lovely answer. And how, how many years then have you been doing this? I've been doing this since 2004. So this is my 13th year. All right. So what does it entail when you work with high school students? When we've talked before, you mentioned that it, there's several different pieces that you work with. Can you elaborate on those pieces? During the freshman and sophomore years, I work with the student very intensely to sort out who they are. What kind of campus should they be on? Mm -hmm. What sort of things should they do? Because their personality is pretty well formed and they know their academic strengths. There's a lot of things they don't know. They haven't been introduced yet to so many fields that they basically know who they are. And so I help them build that bridge to various careers that are possibilities and various campuses that are possibilities because we have everything from schools where it's Mr. and Miss and you're wearing a tie and a dress to schools where, you know, T-shirts and shorts and all kinds of things and the 400 people, 800 people in your class, nobody knows you and everything in between. So really helping them figure out what environment do they need to be in? Will they flourish in? Are they an athlete? All of those different components, as well as then what do I want to do when I go to school? The kind of why I go to college question. Um, and so for the, the students who are kind of high flyers, they're very academically gifted and they are very aggressive and they want to go for the top tier schools. I really like to start freshman year because Everything that happens after the, the day after they finish eighth grade counts, and it goes on that application. And so they really need to be using their summers and everything else and being very proactive with all of that. So that freshman year is key. It's a lot of time to lose if they don't start till sophomore year. Um, for the rest of us, starting sophomore year is a really good time. Hopefully parents have already introduced their children to some campuses, and they have some idea of what the black box of college is. Yeah. Um, and then we spend that whole year kind of continuing to sort out what do you want to do, where, where's the right fit for you. So at the end of sophomore year, we come up with a, 
a loose list of schools that are the right kind of campus, have the right suite or group of majors, and then we know what they require because every school is different. And so some have a lot of test requirements and some have course requirements and uh, different scheduling and all of that. Because otherwise what happens typically is during the junior year, the kids wake up after they get through the PSAT and kind of Christmas time. And they're like, oh, I should probably think about college. And, and that leaves spring of junior year with flooded with tests. They may have subject tests and they've got AP exams and they may have CLEP exams if you're homeschooling and you've got the SAT and the ACT and maybe the CLT, depending on what you're doing. And, and the kids' heads are just exploding and they're so freaked out. And they roll from that. The you know, last sittings right now for the ACT and SAT um, are in June. I think the CLT is in May. And then July 1st, application season opens. So they're just so under the gun and not really sure what to do with themselves. So by starting early, we can lower that stress level and have a better target. We know what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And frankly, a lot of people, because inflation's gone like this, college costs have gone like that. Um, yeah. And so we're looking for big scholarship dollars. So where are we going to find them? Because we've got to fill that gap somehow, especially homeschoolers. We typically have one parent working and a lot of kids. Yeah. And that's not a good situation as far as paying for school. It's a great way to live, but it, as far as paying for this exorbitant cost of colleges. So finding the schools that are going to give academic scholarships or tuition reductions or other things so that the, the cost, the net cost is lower. Uh, right. so for example, I have a family right now I'm just started working with. They have 10 children. They live in the Midwest and they make like 185000 So it's very good income for that family. Mm-hmm. But their expected family contribution from the formulas is $28,000. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. They have t- eight children to take care of. So it's just Everything's very skewed. So working kind of in the periphery of all of the different opportunities to deal with getting that net out-of-pocket cost down as much as possible, while at the same time meeting the students' needs, that's really key. Yeah, I can see where that would be an, an issue. And we've talked about, you know, we've got a child coming into her freshman year this year, and we've talked about what are we going to do to help support her in future education? What does she want to what does she want to do? Well, she's got an artistic touch, but it doesn't mean that she's going to want to go in. And because of that, she may not want to go into a business degree, but it may be something that would be useful to her. So it, it's something she, we want her to look at it and go, what do, we, what do I want to do? If even college is on this on the screen for her and for the other kids on down the line too. So <laughs> um, moving on to our other questions here. Um, we talked a little bit about what you do with the students in addition to how you help prepare them for college. What advice is it that you have for Catholic homeschool moms as they prepare their kids for life after high school? There's a few things between the fourth and the seventh grade, make sure their math skills are solid. Do whatever you have to. I don't care if it's infinite flashcards or color games or video, whatever. They need to be able to add and multiply very, very well. Foreign language started early and you need to start looking at your options what online courses would make sense, whether they're homeschool connections and they're targeted for middle school and high school kids, or they're through various colleges and universities. Lots and lots of them have programs, some geared for high schoolers and some not. And especially online programs as our kids are sometimes at a tender age, but ready to do college work, at least in one subject, where that way they're not on the campus dealing with all of the things that are happening when 18 and 21 year olds and your child is 14, maybe, um, but they can still move their 
academics follow because one of the advantages we have as homeschoolers is time. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not wasting all that time between seven and four every day with the kids being gone and getting only six or eight credits. We can do dual enrollment. And that has been a huge factor. And I see more and more families graduating today and tomorrow they get their associate's degree. The ones that are really savvy are talking to me or they're doing a lot of research themselves at that beginning of that senior year and looking at where do we want to go for the bachelor's degree? Because the associates may or may not make sense depending on the requirements and what's required at the four-year university. And so they'll line themselves up so that when they get to the four-year, they're going to accept all these things and the student will be a first-year student coming in with junior standing. Mm-hmm. And that saves two years off the bat. And that but you have to pre-plan all of that and you have to start doing that work in fifth and sixth and seventh grade, even just taking a little bit of time here and there to have know the resources. Mm-hmm. You know, our community college will do this and that school over there will do that and, and all of the different things that are around. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So there's actually, so you're suggesting then, so what I'm hearing you to recap then is, is have a solid base in mathematics from fourth to seventh grade going Absolutely. in, whatever it takes that they practice. The first thing that comes to my mind is like a math program. Um, Then you said um, discover what's available online so that they're not. So you have a 14 year old who's not necessarily in a classroom sitting next to an 18 year old. And we're going to need to prepare them because, you know, for example, I have six children. There's an 11 year span between the oldest and the youngest. Mm -hmm. And so my youngest at 12 knows so much more about sex, drugs, alcohol, cheating on your taxes, all kinds of crazy things that my oldest when he was 12 had no idea existed. Not at all. And that's just natural that they're going to learn as they're around older people. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be aware aware of that. And if you're thinking, my child's probably going to be ready for those classes, and we might be doing that on campus because you've done your homework, so you know what the options are. Mm -hmm. You can start to prepare them and know, okay, this is how, this is near occasion of sin. Here's how to grow in virtue. Here's how to handle this. Here are your resources and your backups and all of that so that they can handle themselves and comport themselves appropriately on campus, take care of themselves so they're not in danger of any kind, physical, emotional, spiritual, and be able to move themselves forward. Moving off track from that question, I have one more question for you, and it's about your book. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Do you have it handy? I do. I do. So this is the the draft. I haven't got the proof copy yet, but here's the draft, and it is is 600 pages, eight and a half by 11. Wow. (laughs) Um, I'm so, so excited. And over the years, I've noticed, and then this March, God just really put it on my heart to pull together a resource, because a lot of us know about the Newman Guide, which is great, Mm -hmm. and it's this big. (laughs) it lists a number of schools which do everything on campus that they can in alignment with the church. So all of the professors and all the teaching and all the perspective everywhere. And that's excellent. But these schools are not sufficient to educate all of our children. We have too many children for one, and they don't meet the needs of all of our kids. In the course of my work, I know that there are numbers of public universities that have Catholic dormitories and really phenomenal Newman centers, or they've got focused missionaries on campus or various different programs that are out there where our kids can grow in their faith while they're getting an education, which might make sense economically or geographically or based on their academic interests or just our kids. Because some of our kids can go out there and they've got their flag up for Jesus and they're strong and they can do that. And others of our kids aren't that kid <laughs> and yeah. they, they need to mature they're a little bit more shy maybe or or whatever. So we have a spectrum of environments for them. And and I was excited because I took my Catholic community 
support criteria and went out there and looked for schools. And I'm ecstatic. There are 315 schools. That's everything amazing. from elite little, little liberal arts schools to elite big name schools, lots of public universities all over the country, all different price points and sizes and some of them are honors colleges. There's all kinds of opportunities that all have some kind of strong Catholic faith community on campus. Wow. And yeah, I can't wait to get it out. I've been eating, drinking, and sleeping this book for three months because I just can't wait to get it out. So how, how soon is this book going to come out? It's right now the very beginning of June. It will definitely be out by the end of June 2017. Okay. So you're, you're, looking at, you're looking at very shortly then within, by the time this is produced, then we're looking at a very small window. Would you right. mind letting me know and I can get up, I can set it up on this, on your, on this page that has this link to it. Sure. It'll be available through Amazon and then it'll also be available on my website, which is CelticCollegeConsultants.com. Speaking of which, got a great number of materials for people to look through, especially for, for people who are college bound, for mm-hmm. families who are college bound. Yes. And, uh, I highly recommend that that everyone um, take a look and see what's available on your page. Where can we reach you? Um, CelticCollegeConsultants.com. And it's Celtic, C-E-L-T-I-C, because I'm Scots-Irish. And then from there, you can also go to my blog. I've been blogging for 10 years. There's hundreds of articles, so you can scroll through those as well. But as you mentioned, I I have a newsletter. I have various publications that you can just Mm -hmm. sign up and I'll send you. Um, I'm not going to fill your inbox with a ton of email because I don't have time to write it. You don't have time to read it. And my newsletter even is headlines linked to articles because that way you can skim through and see what's appropriate because you might have an eight-year-old and somebody else might have a 17-year-old and we all have different needs at different times. And so that way it's just easier and I'm efficient with your time. There's a lot of information and there's information about all my services. I have online courses. So there's a lot of in-depth, including price information out on my website. And I mentioned price. I don't want to scare you, but I'm a professional consultant. So I charge what a professional consultant charges. I'm also a Catholic homeschooler and I want to support what we do. So I do all sorts of custom packages to support and collaborate with the gifts in the family. Some people have me do everything. Some people I'm I'm mentoring mom. And as I mentioned earlier, my, my homeschool families don't repeat. I don't work with the first child, the second child, and the third child, mm-hmm. because I'm mentoring the parents as I'm going through with the right. first child. So they understand the basics of what I do. And then there might be very specific needs and things that have changed over time. And they'll come back to me for those little things, as opposed to, I need you to do everything again. Yeah. Um, so I really try to honor the time and the financial investment in professional services. And that's exactly what I was going to call it, because you're talking about saving, potentially helping them save two years of college, you know, and I, I mean, what, how much is that? How much of a statement? <laughs> that's a lot of money. A year yeah, of college it's, is a lot of money. It is. It comes out to about $25,000 a year on average. And that's average over all the tuition and things across the country. Because as we know, there's a huge spectrum. And the other thing I've been very good at honing my skills at is finding scholarships for kids. And so, you know, my class of 2017 kids got offered on average each $243,000. Wow. Yeah. The last three years have all been two and a quarter or higher on average per student. And because we need the help. So So how does that break down then? What do do you mean? Is that for uh, one year? Is that for four years? It's for, it's whatever the students offered. So sometimes schools will only offer scholarship for one year. Sometimes they'll offer it for four. Okay. So whatever the schools offer. And it doesn't include private scholarships like the parishes or whatever. This is just what comes from the schools. It doesn't include any merit or need-based aid either. So 
these families are often getting additional aid because I help them maximize their financial aid ability to receive. Um, and so they're not just getting the merit scholarships, but they're additionally getting grants and scholarships on the financial side of things. So but that's just the merit scholarship piece. Cause I, even, even aggregating the total by graduating class, I don't want to include need-based things. I want to p- protect people's privacy. So, and I work with everybody from Pell Grant recipients to people that, you know, doctors, lawyers, they make, they can write big checks. Wow. Well, that's really incredible. I think you have such a great niche. And I mean, a couple of visits with you or, you know, whatever, however much people would need to set up to help save them thousands ahead of time. is just, that's an incredible purpose. Is there anything else that you can think that you would like to share with us today? I do charge for the, the initial consultation because there, you are going to get in an hour, you will get actionable things you can do that will help you, mm-hmm. whether you chose to hire me beyond that or not. And that would be the biggest thing I would say is don't be penny wise and pound foolish. I've heard too many families come back later and say, oh, we wish we had to do this or that or the other thing because it didn't come out so well. It's like, this is buying a house or more depending on where you live and you're yeah. going to do it all by yourself and you are busy with everything else you're doing. This industry changes constantly. I do 25, 30 hours of continuing education every year besides working in it all year, all the time. Mm-hmm. A parent who's doing everything else a parent is doing and working in a different field doesn't have time to do all of that. Mm-hmm. So getting a little bit of professional advice and counseling along the way as you make this enormous investment, just the financial, not even considering this is our child, our precious child that we're working with, yes. it definitely makes sense. And yeah. I will always work with, with especially my homeschooling families to make things as reasonable as I can, depending on their circumstances and what their needs are. And, um, so essentially what, what I'm hearing you say then is it, it doesn't matter what their schooling background is. Correct. You specialize in homeschooling families because you've been one. However, you're working with the college-bound student, period. Correct. It doesn't right. matter if they're public, private, or, or homeschooled. Across the board, you're, you're working yes. with those who are interested in going, preparing for college. And how many students do you take on a year then? For my one-on-one consulting, I, I limited as 15 per graduating class Okay. Um, for the full package. Sometimes people will come in, and in, addition, in addition to that who are just there for little piecemeal of this and that, the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'll put classes together and we'll do group Q and A's or different things, depending on people's needs as they're expressing them to me. I'm happy to pull those sorts of things together and serve more families. The one-on-one, I have to limit to 15. There's just too much time that needs to have, uh, be available for each student to do the research and the colleges and the careers and the majors, a number of which continue to change their names <laughs> and you know, things they're changing so much and, and schools all make up names as they're going and they're making up words and everything else to try and describe because back in the day in the eighties when I went to college, you specialized in graduate school. These days, if you go to kind of the average or below with the horrible graduation rate, public university, that's what you're gonna do. Everybody else is specializing as an undergrad. And so there's all these concentrations and things inside majors and all these nuances to it. So it takes time to do all that. And I want to make sure I don't take too many students so I can devote what they all need all the way through the whole process. Well, great. The essays, the applications, the whole thing. It really means that then that there's um, a focus on each person who comes to you and works with you. Absolutely. Yep. Great. Well, Catherine, I think we're set. I think you've covered your information very well. Your email address is uh, my initials K-O-B for Catherine O'Brien. So K-O-B at Celtic College Consultants, that's plural, dot com. Okay. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing what you do with us today. You're very, very welcome. Thank you for having me, Carrie. Please visit Catherine at www.celticcollegeconsultants.com where you can find substantial information about preparing for college. 
One of my own personal takeaways from this conversation is that she knows homeschooling needs. Catherine was very amicable in our conversation and is truly a source for the Catholic homeschooling family, whether it's for planning high school for college or developing a financial aid plan. If you have a topic you would like to see shared on Catholic Homeschool Moms, please contact me on catholichomeschoolmoms.com. Make your days more than ordinary. See you next time. Carrie.